Your morning starts now. It's the Q102 Jeff and Jen podcast, brought to you by CVG Airport. Fly healthy through CVG. For more information, go to CVG Airport backslash fly healthy. Uh, where do you want to start, Fritz? You want to start let's with do, pranks? Yeah, let's do some April Fool's Day pranks. Since yesterday was April Fool's Day pranks, I do have to tell you, my nephew, Zach, he came over and he got me really good. Oh, yeah. He was like, Jen, you have to come out and see your car. Somebody hit your car. And I'm like, What? And he's like, yeah, because I'm thinking immediately our parking lot here at work is very tight. Yes, it is. Someone, I wasn't paying attention and someone hit my door. And I even said to him, I go, but I parked in the big spot. How would somebody hit my car? He goes, just go outside and look. And Normally, I did. Jeff parks next to me. I know. And I know he's not going to hit my car. So I did. I went outside and I looked and he was like, I got you. And he did. So That's shout out good. to my nephew <laughs> for getting me. April Fool's. Yeah. Well, here's a little bit about what happened in Hollywood. You feel like people really could have come up with some really great, amazing April Fool's Day pranks since the pandemic was happening. There's been a lot of downtime. But we'll start off with Michael Strahan. I feel like everyone saw this coming because we've been talking all week about how he's going to have a dental change. He even put out a video of him fixing the gap between his teeth. Some people were speculating that it was a removable dental piece, and it turns out it was a prank. Do what makes you happy because I did, and I am happy um, that, that I did it. So I just wanted to say, April Fools, come on, man. The gap is here to stay for a little while. Not going anywhere anytime soon. So April Fool's, everybody. I had a good time. I actually feel bad. I feel really bad about actually not closing it after everything that I saw. But the gap is here. The gap is not going anywhere for a while. My mama likes it. So there you go. For you, mama. He did spend a lot of time setting that up. Yeah, you said he's had it almost 50 years. I mean, it's been with you for a while, so right. keep that. Taraji P. Henson scared Octavia Spencer into thinking that she actually posted nude photos of herself online. Octavia shared a screenshot of Taraji's message, which said, did you mean to post nudes on your story? And then Paraj, uh, Taraji added, April Fool's, just kidding, in case your heart dropped. Molly ripped off that joke, and it worked on you. She did. I was kind of, I'm so gullible. Maybe that's why I hate pranks. Yeah, you, you got. <laughs> I got two yesterday. You got hit up twice. Well, I was driving in my car on the way home from Costco, and this is all the text I see at the top just comes across my screen. That much of it says, did you mean to post nudes on your story? And then significantly below that is where Molly, I guess, copy and posted exactly. Just kidding, April Fool's, in case your heart dropped like mine did. And then she wrote me back like, did you just die? And I'm like, I actually was like, oh, we were. how did I get stuff on my story? So it worked on me, too. That's pretty good. Yeah. And then Paddington Bear, Tim, mm-hmm. surprised his followers on Twitter by announcing that he no longer likes marmalade. So Tim didn't hear the first part of that story about how it was an April Fool's prank. He I just did. heard that Paddington Bear said he didn't like marmalade anymore, and Tim about blew his stack. He I did. Was Why would they mess with a ch- children's sweet story? After all these years, what is, is going a, on? That bear from Peru and the Brown family, <laughs> leave the guy alone with his marmalade. Yeah, so that didn't so, okay, happen. Okay, good. Well, let's be surprised. Who knew Paddington had a Twitter account? Yeah, we should start following him. Um, And then I think this one might be my favorite one. Uh, Julian Edelman of the New England Patriots tweeted a gif from Pirates of the Caribbean, kind of suggesting that he would be joining Tom Brady with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, I bet people in Boston were losing their minds. I guarantee you they were. 
Yeah, he later admitted it was a joke. That's pretty funny. Or maybe just wishful thinking <laughs> on his part, considering they just won the Super Bowl. Yeah, true. But I did see, too, yesterday that Tom Brady, and I'm now I'm wondering if this was a prank because I saw it yesterday, but I saw that Tom Brady got a tattoo in honor of winning that most recent Super Bowl, like on his leg. Oh, yeah? He got, like, um, some kind of Super Bowl, was it 53 or something like, like that? He for got, real? Or, I don't know. I saw oh. it yesterday, so now I've got to do we research and see if that, that was some something that really happened or not. I did see that Netflix tweeted, quote, there will be no April Fool's Day jokes from us today. Seriously, this is not a joke. <laughs> and there was no April Fool's joke. Uh, we're going to take a break here. Coming up, uh, fans' favorite beer at every Major League ballpark. Is there a director's cut of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and why Wheel of Fortune oh. fans are pissed this morning? Fake, over a- fake tattoo for Tom Brady. Oh, it is fake tattoo. Yeah. Gotcha. I am right. so, I got to quit. I got to quit reading <laughs> stuff. Always feel confident on your second date. With help from the Plastic Surgery Group. Schedule a consultation at 513-791-4440 or at theplasticsurgerygroup.com. Surgery has an art. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. <laughs> I just trust you guys too much. Russians say they've developed a COVID vaccine for animals. The vaccine is called Carnivac. It was developed for pets and farm animals. And the worst thing about getting COVID for dogs is they try to smell each other's butts. Nothing. They can't. (laughs) Corona isn't the only transmittable disease we need to worry about. Oxford University is said to be hard at work on a vaccine for what they call super gonorrhea. The hope is that a vaccine to stop it will be ready in time for next season of Bachelor in Paradise. So keep your fingers (laughs) crossed. 637. It is cold out there. Freeze warning in effect, but sunshine later. High of 48. Right now, 25, and it feels like it mm-hmm. here at Cincinnati's Q102. Cold. Yeah. Margot Robbie was asked about the rumored director's cut of Suicide Squad. And she said, if it exists, she's not aware of it. That said, Margot Robbie is a fan of long extended cuts. She says, I'm, you know, I'm the type of person who loves to watch like the five hour cut of every movie I've ever done because you always watch the movie and you're like, oh my God, we didn't get that in there. And we didn't get that in there. Ah, and they cut that. And that's got to be frustrating if you've worked really hard on a movie and maybe like, you know, you have a really tough day but you're proud of the work and you're like oh that was such a great scene then you find out months later that what they cut it they They didn't even use that that was so great she understands they got to make choices yeah but that's the beauty of director's cuts is that you know when that thing finally is released to the public they have the option of watching the whole thing and she really likes it and uh that's when she dropped this bomb about uh once upon a time in hollywood because I guess there is a director's cut of that. 
for personal reasons, I just love to watch the the five-hour cut of every movie I've ever done because <laughs> you always watch the movie and you're like, oh, my God, we didn't get that in there. And that, I mean, there's there's a 20-hour cut of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood that would, be, like, I'm like, there's so much. And everyone's like, oh, I loved this movie. And I'm like, there's so much more that you didn't get to see that we shot. That was amazing. And for a million reasons, obviously can't make the cut. There's a 20-hour cut? A 20-hour cut of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? I'm guessing that's probably an exaggeration. I don't think so. Like, don't you think Quentin Tarantino, like, just the way his mind works, he probably has them do it over and over and over again. Yeah, I suppose even if she is joking about the cut, it's easy to believe that a guy like Quentin Tarantino shot enough material that he probably could create a a 20-hour director's cut. The theatrical version of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood was 161 minutes long. Oh, how long? Yeah, two hours, 41 (laughs) minutes. How many hours is that? (laughs) Hey, I hung in there the whole time. It was, I thought it was so good. I was enthralled. So for those of us that haven't seen it, what is it about? Isn't it about a murder or something? It is. Sort of yes and no. Okay, so it it's a it's a story that takes place in Hollywood, where Brad Pitt plays a stuntman, and I forget the name of the other actor who plays kind of like a fading aging uh, movie star, but more of like a TV star, kind of like an Adam West type, mm-hmm. and um, and it and it's a lot of events that kind of lead up to the the Sharon Tate murder, the uh, the Manson, the Charles Manson murder. Isn't it Leonardo DiCaprio? He's in it. Leonardo right? DiCaprio. Yeah, that's, that's what who I it thought. Is. Yeah, he's the aging the, star. They worked together again, and so it's kind of like an alternate fantasy view of how like Quentin Tarantino sort of wishes things would have worked out or happened. But it's ah. kind of a crazy story and. There's a lot of like they've done the production design of it is so good because it's so authentically like 19 late 1960s Hollywood and you feel like you're in it and they play like everything from the radio in the car when it's on is an actual radio broadcast. What's the name of this movie? again? It's called Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. It's a great it's a great Friday night movie. It's long. All right. But it's entertaining as hell, and Brad Pitt is fantastic in that movie. What's like, it on Amazon? I don't know. I, was I have it on it iTunes. I don't know okay. if you have that. Oh, that's but probably it's on my where Apple it is. TV. Yeah, it's really good, and it's funny, and it's but it's tense. It's all those things, and oh, it's, it's got a lot of layers to it. Hulu? Oh, and stars. Too bad Jen isn't here. Yeah. <laughs> Um, a four-hour cut, I'm told, does exist and might actually be released on Netflix at some point. Oh, fun. I don't know that I would recommend the four-hour cut, but just, just watch the theatrical version. Just the three-hour cut. Three hours is plenty. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, Wheel of Fortune fans are really mad this week after another t- contestant got burned by a technicality. On Wednesday, a guy named David Penderson solved a puzzle, and he knew all of the words, but he actually added an extra one. The category was Catch of the Day. And it was one of those crossword style puzzles where it's usually like a list of words. And the answer was soul flounder cod catfish. Soul flounder cod catfish. That's the right answer. Correct. All and right. he got let's, it wrong because. Let's hear how it went. So you've got that and you have $1,350 cash. What do you want to do? I'd like to solve, Pat. Right, say everything. Don't add anything. Go ahead. Oh, and he even said, don't add anything. Yeah, he gave him like a heads up, dude, because you're going to lose if you do. Don't add anything. And what you say the answer is? Soul flounder cod catfish. Soul flounder cod catfish. And he said. Soul 
flounder, cod, and catfish. Yeah, no, 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 I'm sorry, that's not right. And uh, Danielle, it's your turn. Six fifty. L. Uh huh. What would you like to do? I'm gonna solve. All right, say everything. Don't add anything. Sole, cod, catfish, flounder. Yeah, that's it. And it's, yeah, that's it. I thought that's yeah. what you said. And I know it's always confusing. Oh. You, and, and, and David did that thing that's so easy to do. He added the and. Yeah. That's why he said twice to both contestants, don't add anything. Because that is an ongoing thing since the beginning of Wheel of Fortune. You cannot add any words. If you do, you lose. So you're supposed you, to re, you're supposed to solve it exactly exact. as it reads on the board. Yeah. And she was kind of even confused. I don't know if you could tell in that clip. Like she was kind of confused like how did I win and he didn't, but it was because he added the word and. Yeah, she even took it slower as yeah. if to say, what, "What am I missing here?" Yeah, how did I not get this right? Ah, oh, interesting. That's a fun show. I always wanted to go on that show and spin the wheel. Yeah, so I guess a lot of fans are pissed off and think that they just need to do away with that rule altogether. But, you know, how many times do you have to tell people? <laughs> You'd think Honestly. if you, you should have been listening. went on the show, you're a big enough wheel nerd that you know that rule. Well, I think it's just in the moment, like in your head, when you list things, you would say Jeff, Jen, yeah. Fritch, and Tim. Your brain right. just does y- it. Yes, yeah. naturally. Well, and if you watch the show, I guess they've been peppering in these crossword-style puzzles since 2016, and and this uh, and situation has come up before, which is why Pat warned the guy. Don't do it, dude. Right. But nevertheless, people are pissed. Um, oh, Baseball. Let's talk about this. We'll get to opening day here in a minute, but you know they came out with one of those um, lists about people's favorite beers at the various different ballparks. I think it was uh, USA Today, and you know Major League Baseball fans like to talk about the good old days, but for beer drinkers, it really is a renaissance in Major League Baseball because the selection of brews at stadiums across the country is a lot more robust than it was ten years ago, let alone twenty or thirty. And since we'll be actually able to attend games this summer safely, USA Today put out this list of the most popular beers at every ballpark. Now, it's not based on actual sales. Mm -hmm. What they did on this list is they crunched the numbers from the beer social app Untapped to see which brews were checked in the most at every park. And the data is from 2019, which is the last full season of games. And I won't walk you through the whole list, but I'll take you right to the Cincinnati Reds. Christian Morline's Big Hazy made the list. I don't think I've had that one. anytime recently, but I'm Same. sure I've had it in the past. But, I think uh, it's out in that that smoker's box in right yeah. field. Like they have a bunch of the Christian Morline beers there on tap, and I'm wondering if that's where where you can find it. I'm glad that it was uh, a local one, and mm-hmm. you know nothing against Miller Lite or anything like that. Drink plenty of those too, but it was kind of cool to see a local one on the list. Yeah, and I'm seeing a lot of that. Like in Philadelphia, it was Victory Brewing's Cloud Walker Hazy Juicy IPA. Ooh, and that sounds good. In Milwaukee, it was Third Space Brewing's Happy Place. Uh, in Washington, D.C., it was three-star brewing companies. Diamonds are forever. I did see, though, J- Tim, um, when you talk about Miller Lite, the Cleveland Indians, I guess, and Miller Lite is their favorite. Sweet. <laughs> yeah, right. 
what else? I was trying to see if I could find another one that was just like, oh, yeah, Chicago Cubs, Old Style, which is a Pabst <sighs> Brewing yeah. Company. You have to have an Old Style when you go to Chicago. Absolutely. That's the rule. Uh, the Toronto Blue Jays went for Budweiser. Oh, fun. Oh, right on. They didn't pick a Labatt's. <laughs> what about St. Louis? Isn't that where Budweiser's from? Like, they had to have Budweiser, right? Anheuser-Busch, St. Louis, Missouri. Uh, what did St. Louis do? It has to be no, St. Louis Card. Yeah, it is Budweiser, Anheuser-Busch. Yeah, Cards fans still get teary-eyed when they, when they see that Bud ad about the farmer being reunited with his horse. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, Tim, you, you happened to go to the game yesterday. You weren't planning on it, but no. you got a last-minute ticket. Yeah, so uh, our friend Denny lives in one little place, and he's like, why don't you come down? We'll watch the game at my house. Maybe we'll let's walk over to that Skyline that's downtown. They serve beer, and we'll just get Skyline and then watch the game. So that was the plan. So we walked to Skyline, we had lunch, we had our beers, and then we were like, well, we'll just walk through the banks on our way back to his apartment just to see what's going on. Check out the crowd. And we ran into a friend who said, hey, I got four tickets if you want to go. And I was like, it's kind of cold. And Uncle Joe said, we'll take them. (laughs) (laughs) You tried to get out of it. And so we went in there, and uh, we didn't stay for for very long, just a few innings because it was so cold and we weren't really... Dress. dressed for that because we weren't planning on going but man the national anthem was great and when those planes flew over it was so cool thanks for listening to the q102 jeff and jen morning show podcast brought to you by cvg airport fly healthy through cvg for more information go to cvg airport backslash fly healthy